Attention, attention, do not be alarmed. This is the element of surprise. Welcome to the Element of Surprise. It's me, Chad Suet, your host. Um, okay, let's get this out of the way. Housekeeping. Find us on Facebook.com, www.facebook.com backslash EOS Mentally Irregular. That'll take you to our Facebook page. Find us on Podomatic. Go to EOS Mentally Irregular.podomatic.com. Contact me through the Facebook page, join the Element of Surprise group, become part of the EOS Army, and if you can't reach me that way, email me at element.2017 at yahoo.com, and I will get back to you eventually. Do you, uh, you ever slam your dick in a screen door? I just felt like asking that question. Have you ever slammed your dick in a screen door? Yeah. Yeah, you. You specifically, right there. No, not you. No. To the left. To the left, yeah, you, right there. Ever slam your dick in the screen door? Whoo, bet that smarts. Okay, that was swell. Moving on. Um, so, there, the Halloween Wars, it is, as I record this, it is uh, October 2nd at 10 o'clock p.m. And uh, the Halloween Wars baking show is on. And uh, there was a cake that I guess they wanted to make scary, make it look like it was covered in blood. And uh, my, my wonderful girl here turns to me and says, Man, look at that cake. It's all covered in blood. Someone had their period on that cake. And I said, You know what? I think that they did. Oh, my. Like, it, it got to just be a thing. You just got to have your period on a cake from time to time. I know, for me specifically, that I don't eat a cake that, no, that somebody hasn't menstruated on. If you don't menstruate on a cake... I don't want a piece of it. I don't want any. I don't want any of that cake. I don't want any of that cake. <laughs> what? What was that? What? Yeah, I heard that. Don't think I didn't hear that. Okay, moving on. Um, Scott Steiner has been on my mind lately. I don't know. Uh, for those of you that listen to the show and are uh, on the Facebook page, you'll see that... Uh, who have me as a friend, you'll see that I've been posting these pictures recently where I photoshop, I poorly photoshop my head onto a well-muscled body and everything. Like currently I have the body, currently I have photoshopped my gaunt, thin head, skeletal head onto the body of a buff, well-muscled uh, African-American gentleman. And I put a sensor, a censored bar over, over where the cock would be because nobody wants to see, uh, Wants to see my white head slapping around a uh, an African American twelve incher, or may- maybe somebody does. I don't know. I'd, you'd have to pay double for that. But um, anyway, I I that got me thinking about Scott Steiner and how like you know overly jacked he got because of all the steroids that he was on, 
And, you know, back in the day, me and a few of my friends would go watch pro wrestling and uh, we'd watch pro wrestling and he'd come out and we'd wonder to ourselves, how does that guy wipe his ass? He's got so much steroids that he can't put his arms back down far enough to even get to his ass. So how does he wipe his ass? You know, maybe he's got a bidet or maybe he hires somebody to do it. I mean, he's a pro wrestler. He makes money. But, um, you know, what I personally like to imagine is that here, here we go. Here we go. I'm going to set the scene for you. Imagine that you are Scott Steiner. You're Scott Steiner. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you're, you're getting some tummy troubles. Getting some tummy troubles. You ate four Big Macs today. You ate four Big Macs and then an artichoke and then some beans. And now you got a shit. Oh, and you drank uh, eight stale beers with it. And now you got a shit. And it's going to be um, it's going to be like liquid diarrhea. So you're Scott Steiner, and you go charging into your bathroom, waving your big muscled arms, talking about how your big papa pump needs to take a needs to take a big papa liquid dump, and then you sit on your toilet, and it just just comes squirting out, just squirting out, and it's hitting the water, and it's splashing back, and you know it's splashing liquid shit up on your ass cheeks, and it's staining your ass cheeks, and they're all speckled with your own shit chips, and you're like, oh no, I can't wipe my ass, because my arms are too jacked, Big Papa Pump's arms are so jacked, he can't wipe his ass, so what does he do, what do you do, you go and you turn on the shower, you turn on the shower, and you get in the shower, and you let the shower water run down your back, run down your back and you lean forward so that way your ass cheeks open up a little bit and it runs down your back and it, the water cleanses your ass and you have to do that every time you take a shit because you're Scott Steiner and you took so many steroids that now you can't wipe your own ass. That's just a thought that I had and uh, I wanted to share that thought with all of you. Um, so Halloween is coming up. Everybody's excited for Halloween. I We've been decorating the house um to try to be a little bit uh, friendly for a five-year-old, but also to be dark and macabre in the way that uh, we are uh, we are in this house. And so um, I, ma- I took two sticks and I made what looks like an actual cross, like a cross, like a gravestone, like one thing, like something you uh, a child would make if they were burying a pet. And I, I stuck it in the ground out front. And I made a corn of rocks to make it look like there's a buried pet there. And I'm wondering now. Uh, in retrospect, I've driven home a few times uh, from work, and I've looked at it. I'm like, oh man, uh, who's what? Somebody, poor, some poor child buried their pet. But then I remember that it's it's not a a pet at all. It's just something I made. It's a decoration. But I'm wondering how many people drive by and look at that and actually just start feeling sad and being like, oh, they're poor. They're, they they lost a kitty or they lost a puppy or maybe they buried a goldfish. And you know, who buries a goldfish? You know the you know the burial for a goldfish, and I'm gonna lay this out here for you guys. First off, I don't like fish; they creep me out. Anything that doesn't blink doesn't need to exist. It doesn't even have eyelids to blink. And people, I I, I know I'm not a fucking retard. I know why they don't have eyelids. Oh, because their eyes are always hydrated because they're in the water. Guess what? I open my eyes under the water; they don't feel hydrated at all. It feels annoying. So if I were a fish, a I'm got to be in constant pain, which is probably why they're sitting there like gasping for breath, and b Getting back to the point, you don't bury a goldfish. You flush that motherfucker. If the fish is too big to uh, to flush, you shouldn't have it. You shouldn't have it as a pet. It, and how can a fish be a pet? What do you do with a fish? Like with a cat, you can play. With a dog, you can play. We have a chinchilla, a rabbit, and a guinea pig. All of these animals will play to some extent. You can't play with a fish. What do you do? I have a friend 
that used to try to play with fish, with his with his pet fish when he was a child, he would take them out and he'd just sit them on the countertop and stare at them while they suffered, while they're slowly asphyxiating because they can no longer breathe. And then whenever he felt like that was enough playtime with the fish, he'd slap them back into the fishbowl and they would, uh, they would flounder and they would go belly up. And that was the end of the fish. And what did he do with them? He didn't have a funeral. He didn't go out there and, and write a eulogy for the damn fish. He flushed it. He flushed the fish because that's what you do. That's how you handle a fish funeral. Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, moving on. I got other topics here, but I got to open them up because what did I do? I came unprepared. I came unprepared tonight. Um, that's me singing a song for you guys. While, uh, while this is loading here, while I'm getting my topics up like a prepared person, like I should have done, um, going back to slamming your dick in a screen door, what have you deliberately slammed your dick in or off of or onto? Um, my favorite things, I'm going to list them out for you here. My favorite things to slap my dick off of are coffee mugs, because there's always the potential that it might spill some coffee and get burned. I guess it's the, the thrill of it. Like, oh, 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 I got away with it that time. Um, uh, people, but they tend to get offended by that. I, I tend to do that when I have pants on. But I don't, I, I don't really like wearing pants in the first place. I'd much rather walk around freeballing it with no pants on at home. But you can't do that with a child. You get arrested and the kid gets taken away from you. And I don't want that to happen. Um, okay. Oh, oh, good. This finally loaded. I, I'm a professional adult now. I'm a professional podcaster. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. This episode is called Can a Bitch Get a Donut? Uh, because of a poll I posted on uh, the Element of Surprise group's uh, Facebook page in the group. And I want to thank the uh, five people that voted um, uh, in that poll. Jesus Christ. Think before you speak. Um, I want to thank the five people that voted. I want to thank Mr. Joe Saxman. I want to thank Carol Ann Lamberti Schutz. I want to thank Ashley Laurent. I want to thank Christopher Haninen. I hope I pronounced that right. And I want to thank Michael Wiley. Uh, you guys voting, participating, that's what the show's all about. If you can't have fun and you can't be part of the show, then, you know, you're doing it wrong. Be part of the show. Join the EOS Army. Be part of the EOS Army. Um, okay, so I'm going to tell you guys a little story here. My son, my five-year-old son, has started kindergarten. He's a kindergartner now, and, you know, Daddy is proud. Daddy is very proud of his big boy going to school. You know, he does. he's learning his numbers and his ABCs and, he, and you know, how to tie his shoes and stuff. And uh, he's learning binary code. And wait, what? What was that? Binary code? Did you not just say that he's five? That he's a kindergartner? Yeah, he's a five-year-old kindergartner, and they're teaching him fucking coding. Binary code. Now, listen. I'm going to go back in time. When I was in kindergarten, the most important part of the day was duck, duck, goose at the end of the day. And I can go off about that because uh, I, I never like to say goose on anybody. I, it was a position of power for me to just walk around and say duck until the teacher uh, effectively told me to say goose. But that's a long story. That's a, that's a whole other story. What we learned in kindergarten when I was in kindergarten was you, you had a pencil and you had paper with the thick lines on it and you sat down and they had the letters above and you had to copy what you saw. And that was that. That's not what they do now. Now they have little, they have sand, colored sand, and like, you know, pencil sticks. Like, I guess, uh, what are they called? Blending stumps, but they look like pencils, and they teach you how to hold the pencil like that, and you do it in the, you draw your letters and your numbers in the sand, and it, it's fun for the kids. It's like an activity that they can have fun with. And then they go to computer class, which when I was in kindergarten in um, 19, <clears throat> when I was in kindergarten in 1987, there was no computer class. 
you didn't have a computer class. You were lucky that if the school had a computer. You know, and more than likely it was in the office because it had to hold important information. Now they have a computer class for the kindergartners where they go and they start teaching them how to do binary code because it's simple for them. It's all ones and zeros. And they can learn how to type their, you know, how to type on a keyboard and stuff like that, like important things in that in our day and age, you know, people kind of have to know. As technology grows, you kind of have to know that. So um, they're teaching kindergartners these days how to write binary code so that way, you know, by the time they graduate high school, they'll have learned more than what me as a 35-year-old would have learned in four years of college had I graduated high school and then gone to college for four years and then maybe gone to a, a, to a trade school and then maybe got a doctorate. These kids graduating college or high school are going to go into college with the equivalent of like a bachelor's degree. And by the time they come out of their college, before they even go to their trade schools, before they even go up for their doctorates, they're going to just be like fucking either filled to the brim with knowledge or they're going to have had several mental breakdowns. Several. Like, I imagine that, you know, my son's generation, by the time he gets to college... You know, he's going to be at college, and, you know, it'll be, they'll be all grown up, and they'll be at college. And, you know, college is college, so they'll be like, oh, we're going to have our college party. And, you know, like, my generation's college party was like, oh, we're going to do some beer pong, and, you know, there's the, there's the jocks, and whose who's collared shirt is tightest, and whose collar is, is largest. Can I get my collar up over my head? I can. Wait, that's not a collar. I'm just wearing a hoodie. Um... But that's not what our that's not what our children's our generation's children are going to do in college. They're going to be everything. We're like, all right, we're going to do advanced calculus beer pong because advanced calculus beer pong will be shit that they learned in like fifth grade. And you know they're going to be like macking on their chicks on the college girls, and they're going to you know like the college guy the college guy that went to that's now in college with my son is going to take some girl upstairs, and they're going to be banging it out. But while they're banging while they're on each other, you know, fucking each other's brains out, instead of, like, screaming and moaning and talking, like, nasty talk, like, oh, yeah, you like that bitch? Oh, give it to me, baby! They're not gonna do that shit. What they're gonna be like is, did you hear that Professor Stephen Hawking said quantum theory might say that there's an infinite timeline of infinite alternate universes, and she's gonna be like, oh, oh, go into my portal! And I'm just gonna, you know, I, I sincerely hope that's what happens, and I also hope that's what porno turns into in the future, because that's gonna be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I want... Here's what I want. Here's what we need to make happen, EOS Army. Anyone within the sound of my voice that's hearing this right now, here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. We need to get Stephen Hawking to write a porno. And then we need to film it. We need to film it. And... I'm not talking with, like, actual porn stars or even with ourselves. We just need to pay, like, homeless bums to do this and film it. Because homeless people will do anything for money. You offer them, like, $100 and, like, a raw piece of meat, and they're happy. Often, often, here's what we would need. We need to give them $100. We give them two bottles of Jack Daniels, raw piece of meat, maybe an extra coat and a pair of gloves. And I promise you, we will have the most fucked up porno of all time. And I'll tell you what, I will be right there in the thick of things. I will be in the director's chair, and Samuel L. Jackson has to be in it. And he's got to come in and be like, does it look like a bitch? And he, like, I want him to yell at a homeless person's dick and say, does it look like a bitch? <laughs> I want Samuel L. Jackson to yell at a nasty old homeless dick and tell, ask the dick if it looks like a bitch. Because that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Where am I going with this? I don't know where I'm going with anything. I don't know where I'm going with anything. Oh my god, I, I again, I mentioned uh, previously that um, 
have that Halloween uh, baking wars is on, and I'm seeing a guy shove his mustache into a pumpkin right now as he carves it into bits. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. It it looks like he's eating, trying to eat out a giant orange asshole, and it's fucking amazing. Oh, and some fat guys behind him, and like, oh, he's like carving a fist. He's carving a pumpkin fist. Oh, my God, this is fucking gold. I should just be talking about this show, but I'm not going to. I'm going to continue back. I'm going to be professional. I'm going to get back to the topics at hand. Um, I want to talk about accidental racism. And first thing that I'm going to bring up is Popeye's chicken. Popeye's chicken, it's, it's got to be accidental because you can't. they have to know it's racist. Have you seen any, any Popeye's chicken commercial that is not racist at all? You have a choir of African-American people singing a song happy song about fried chicken they go love that chicken at Popeye's and it's like a Louisiana like jazz song that they're singing and the host is an African-American lady and she's like mm-hmm, y'all I just came up with the bestest fried chicken this side of Louisiana come on down to Popeye's and everything and she's showing people around and for some reason they're inside a beehive I don't understand but you know I guess it's because it's like honey glazed so what they do I, I guess they shrink themselves down to minute size and make the chicken inside of a beehive uh, which seems dangerous to me because I don't care for bees as is, and they're small as is. But it, if you shrink yourself down, then, you know, the bees are giant, which kind of leads me into the next thing. Halloween's coming up again. Um, there are some scary movies that you like to watch, and one of my favorite scary movies is Candyman with Tony Todd. Now, uh, raise your hand if you've seen Candyman. No? Nobody? Okay, let me describe it for you. The Candyman movie is based off an urban legend that if you look in the mirror and say the name Candyman five times, he will come to you and he will murder you. And who is the Candyman? He's, a, he's Tony Todd. He's a large, threatening African-American guy in, like, a, um, he's got, his hand was cut off and he's just got, like, this, this nasty hook shoved in the stump of his arm, which is, like, not healed. And he's got, like, a, like a, like a fur pimp coat on, but it's, like, you know, covered with dried blood, so it's, it's not looking too good. And, um, you know, he's got, like, 18th century Victorian clothes because he was a slave. His character was a slave who had mated with a, uh, he, he fucked a white chick, uh, which, you know, black people, I guess they like to do that. And, uh, you know, but that's fine. I, I you know, I, I, I guess there's a lot of white people out there that like to uh, fuck black chicks and, and, and black guys, and that's fine too. I don't care. Do, fuck whoever you want. Go fuck a Puerto Rican. Don't fuck a Hungarian, though. I hear they stink. But um, anyway, moving on. So, you know, you say Candyman five times, he shows up and he kills you. But he doesn't just show up. He shows up in, like, a theatrical way, and, like, he knows your name and your history, and he talks to you in, I guess, what can be called, like, a threateningly seductive way, and bees come out of his mouth. He, bees come out of his mouth. And there's a scene in the movie, which I guess, again, accidental racism here, is the main character is talking about, you know, talking to these people who, uh, you know, they live in, like, a crack house. Because, you know, I guess in movies in the 90s, whenever you're doing a movie about the Candyman, you got to put all the black characters in a crack house. They can't just live, like, normally and have good jobs. you got to, you know, ra- you got to have racial segregation and put them in a crack house. So she goes talking about, to, the can- to this uh, black lady, this older black lady about the Candyman. And the lady's like, oh, no, don't be bringing that Candyman up in here. So I elaborated on that, and I just wanted to always hear her be like, I don't need no Candyman coming up here. Talking about coming up here with his rusty hook, talking about his bees spitting bees at me, and that is that's Candyman. That's Candyman. Um, you know, another thing with accidental racism that, uh, like, you know, I've noticed a lot of accidental racism comes from people who really think they're trying to be cultured. 
Like, you know, you'll go to like a restaurant. You'll go, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm doing a, uh, as I'm doing this, I, uh, I'm being shown for sale on, uh, what is the name of this? What is the name of this? On OfferUp. You can go on to OfferUp right now. I want you all to do it. It may not be there by the time you hear this. There is a 1988 Universal Universal Statuary Collectible Horse Figurine, number 880, for $10. Um, I don't know why that's funny, but you should just see this thing. It's funny. It's funny looking. Um, okay, anyway. Anyway, I, I digress. I'm, I'm just kind of mouthing off tonight. But, uh, you know, going off, going back to the accidental racism thing, like a lot of people who just try to sound cultured end up being uh, accidentally racist. Like, you know, they'll go, like, you know, you'll get somebody who's well-educated and, you know, he speaks Spanish. So he's out with his uh, friends, and they go to a they go to a Mexican restaurant, and all his friends they'll order like you know oh I just want a chimichanga or you know I just want some uh, I just want some brown rice and some fajita uh, fajitas or whatever you call them, and then you get the cultured asshole the guy that thinks he know you know the thing the guy that thinks he's up up to date you know and normally these are white privileged uh, assholes whose parents were actually quite cultured but they 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 just feel entitled and they they don't order a burrito or a chimichanga they'll order a chimichanga or a burrito they won't order a taco they will have um some other mexican word but the point is that they put the accent on it and they just end up looking like a like a dick to everybody like they just end up like sounding and looking like a dick and you can kind of see like the Mexican waiter or waitress's like eyes glaze over because they they've dealt with this a thousand times, but it's just their job. They're just there to make a buck. They're there just to get paid and you know serve their serve their culture's food to people that want to eat their culture's food. They don't need to to hear your pronunciations. They don't need to know that you know how to pronounce burrito. Like I'm not going to go to Japan and order some ramen with uh you know with like the they have these little fish cakes in it that have these little swirls on it they're called narutos i'm not going to go to japan and uh order a naruto in uh japanese pronounce it like in english the uh, pronou- english pronunciation of the japanese word i'm not going to do that because that's insulting to them that's very insulting you don't do that you don't do that you don't look a gift horse in the mouth and you don't jump a shark and uh that's that's what this episode might be doing is jumping a shark uh who knows but uh, moving on, moving on. I want Doctor. I wish Doctor Seuss had written adult books. I wish Doctor Seuss had written adult books. Um, I can't think of any. I had a whole goddamn list of them that I had come up with, and I didn't. I, I, I didn't fucking write it down. And that's on. That's on me. That's on me. So where is this story going about Doctor Seuss writing adult books? Nowhere. So so you know what? Here's what I'm gonna do. I fucked up. I fucked up and I own that, but I'm going to turn this into a game. If you can think of the best Dr. Seuss books for adults, adult-themed books with Dr. Seuss in the Dr. Seuss style, I want you to name them. I want you to fire off and post them on the Element of Surprise page. And when you do this, the winner will get shout-outs in the next episode. Matter of fact, I'll shout out to everybody, and then I will announce a winner. I'll announce what my favorite was. Um, so that that's that's what we're gonna do. Come up with your idea of the best adult book written by Dr. Seuss. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys a story now. This is one of my favorite stories, and it actually happened. 
Uh, there was a few years ago, about uh, actually it's almost ten, almost ten years now. Wow, holy shit, time flies. Um, anyway, uh, me and a buddy of mine were going to our other buddy's birthday, and I don't remember which friend it was exactly whose birthday it was, but I, I do know they wanted to go to one of the clubs down in downtown Pittsburgh, and it was um, Quake or H two O or something like that. I can't remember exactly which because it was ten years ago. But that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that you know they all wanted he wanted to go clubbing, and we you know me and uh, this buddy of mine whose name I'll leave out because just because I'm sure he's going to hear this, and whenever he does, he'll be like, "Oh, holy shit! I can't believe you told that story." But you know I'm leaving your name out, buddy. Don't worry about it. Anyway, we um we go down for this party, and everybody else you know they're they're dressed like dressed nice, like club dress, like a dress shirt, you know, maybe a pair, nice pair of khakis or a nice pair of pants dress shoes, you know, they, 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 they got their hair done and everything like that, me and him, he shows up in a sweatshirt that I believe said Pitt or Penn State on it, and just a pair of dirty jeans and, t- and tennis shoes, I'm there in a pair of fucking Doc Martin boots, pair of jeans, I have like a black t-shirt on, and maybe a hoodie, so we don't fit in, we don't belong there, you could single us out in the crowd, there's no Where's Waldo in the club about the, about the two of us, we're, we're, we're right over off to the side, looking like, who are those assholes and why are they here drinking our beers while everybody else dances and has a good time. So, but, I mean, we hung out with our with our friend and, and some of our other friends who were there for the party and everything like that. We had a good time, but for the most part, we just didn't belong there. So, you know, and luckily we had driven together too. So we're getting ready to leave. And the way this club was set up is it had five or six themed dance rooms in it you know it was like a hallway it was like built like a like a pentagon or something like that and like you follow this hallway which was just dark black paint on the hallway walls and black lights above you so you can't really see shit i don't know why it was organized that way but that's why it was that's how they designed it and each the hallway would lead to one of five rooms and each of these rooms had like a different theme to it you know like one was like a like a Greek theme, and the other one was just like you know like an '80s theme, and so on and so forth. Uh, the point is, we're trying to leave, and we we are getting lost. We are backtracking into themed rooms one after another, going, "No, this ain't the way out. No, this ain't the way out." How the fuck do we get out? So we're coming out of the one themed room, and we're like, "Wait, which way did we go coming into this?" Because we had had a few drinks in us. We can't, you know, we're we we we're buzzing, and. You know, which which room did we just come out of? Oh, shit. Okay, I, I, we just came out of this room. It's right behind us. There's the door. Did we come? Did we go into that room? Did we go that way or did we go this way? I don't know. I, I'm like, I think we go that way. And my buddy goes, that way? And he does, like, this heroic, like, that way, kind of like 1980s style. Let's go get him. Team punch into the air. And as he does this, he, you know, he does it that way and, like, turns to, like, the left and throws his fist out punching. And he... Full force punches this girl in the face. Just bap. And she just goes straight fucking down. And her boyfriend, who's, uh, you know, your typical club muscle guy with, like, the, the dress shirt on, all buttoned down and everything. He's like, what the fuck, man? And she gets up and, you know, me and my buddy, we're, like, fucking like, oh, my God, are, are you okay? We're, we're, we're concerned about the girl. We didn't, he, it was an accident. He didn't mean to punch the girl in the face. But this guy is already like, what the fuck, man? Did you hit my fucking girlfriend? You're a fucking asshole. And she's like, Sh-, she's like, shut up, shut up. I'm okay. It was an accident. And, we, you know, we're fucking, we feel ha- horrible. My buddy feels absolutely terrible about this. And this is coming from a guy who, to my knowledge, doesn't really, never, back then anyway, didn't really feel all that terrible about much. So, you know, that being said, 
he feels terrible. He punched this girl in the face. He didn't mean to. And her boyfriend, blah, 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 asshole, motherfucker. And she's like, it was an accident, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, holy shit. And now, you know, that, that kind of sobered us up enough to the, you know, the, that was a kind of a jarring thing. You don't expect that. So that sobered us up enough that we actually were able to find our way out of the building. And we walk to his car and we sit down in the car and we're just like, holy shit. What the fuck? Dude. Did you just punch that girl in the face? He's like, I just punched a girl in the face. And then we bust out laughing over the sheer fact that, you know, his hey-ho, let's go kind of like attitude about it of us trying to, you know, drunkenly find our way out of a building, which goes to show how pathetic we were that we got we couldn't find our way out of a building, ended up completely cracking this, this poor girl in the nose. And she dropped like a ton of bricks, which actually goes to show that, you know, you know, maybe uh, maybe she deserved it. I don't know. I don't know. I, we never saw her again, and that was the end of that. Um, moving on. Moving on. Walmart. My local Walmart here in Delmont, Pennsylvania, has been offering better better donuts from their deli. Much better donuts. And the uh, problem with this, there's no, you know, you think, oh, okay, they got good donuts. Where where is this going? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm telling you where this is going. Shut up and listen. Zip the lip. Button it. Put a pin in that. Good. Okay, here's where we're going. Why is the fact that Delmont, Pennsylvania Walmart, having good donuts, how is that a problem for me? I'll tell you, because they're always fucking out of them. I go up there at least twice a week trying to get myself a dozen of these delicious fresh-baked donuts. They've got, like, uh, and my favorite donut is the Bavarian cream donut, uh, the one that's filled with the cream and stuff like that, but they got a bunch of them. And I go up there to get the donuts, and there are no donuts, because everybody else knows how fucking good they are, and they eat all my fucking donuts. And I just want to know, can a bitch get a donut? Boom, there it was. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! assholes you didn't think i'd do it but i did it right there no but i'm serious i'm serious though i i want the fucking donuts and they never have them i was able to get two batches of donuts in the past month and i've been up there every other day trying to get these fucking donuts and they're always out so i want you the eos army my friends my neighbors to contact delmont walmart deli call on your free time, call on your lunch break, call on your smoke break, call after you get home from work, call after you get out of the shower, call right before you get in the shower, call when you're in the middle of anal banging your girl. And you better be anal banging your girl if you're going to tell me that you're going to call while you're anal banging her. You can't just be banging her normal like doggy style and say it's anal. You got to do it anal. But call the Delmont Walmart and ask for someone in the deli and say, hey, do you have any of those fresh donuts, fresh made? And then contact me immediately and tell me if they do or not because I'm sick of wasting my gas going up there for them not to have any fucking donuts. Because then I'm just angry and depressed that I'm up there in the first place. You know, and I got a grocery shop. I've got a child to buy food for. And if I go up there and I see there's no donuts, I don't care. I don't care anymore. I don't care what he eats. He can, you know, he can eat shit for all I care. And I don't really feel that way about my son, but that's the, but that's the attitude that I have whenever I see that they're out of donuts. That I see that they don't have my delicious donuts available there. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. Moving on. I had to get that out. Um, 
I've been playing a lot of video games lately. My son has been wanting to play a lot of video games. So I went over to GameStop and I purchased uh, like uh, some fighting games and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I got Sonic Generations because I figured that's a good starter game for him. He's five. Play Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what I played whenever I was younger on the Sega Genesis. And they have that for the Xbox. So we got that. And he plays it and he enjoys it. It's fun. But um, that made me think about like a lot of there's a lot of video game characters out there that just are absolutely useless. Like, uh, number one, um, you remember uh, whenever they created Wario as a, as a negative foil to Super Mario? He's kind of Mario's reverse Flash in a way. Like, you know, he wears Mario's got the red and the blue and has an M on his hat, and Mario wears, like, purple and yellow and has a big W on his hat. Well, you know what they created? And he's been around for a while now, but... He's just a character that exists simply because, oh, well, we created Wario for Mario. We need one for Luigi, Mario's brother. So what do they call him? Waluigi. W-A, Luigi. And it still starts with a, uh, with a W, but his hat has an upside-down L on it. So it looks like a 7. In what way does that tell me who he is? It's like, okay, this guy is 7. That's, that's the guy, that guy in the purple hat over there. That's 7. The guy that looks like a uh, pedi- pe- pedophile dressed up like a plumber. Hey, that's seven. He's absolutely useless. Uh, they Literally, they were just trying to cash in on the fact that Luigi didn't have a foil. And Luigi is almost useless enough as it is. So why would you need to create an equally useless character just to, just to be like a negative foil to Luigi? Um, I don't see the point. Um, also, classic game, classic game. Anyone out there remember the game for uh, Nintendo 64? The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Oh my god, that game was almost perfect. It was almost perfect. It had a great storyline. It had quests. It had puzzles. It had everything. You know, Ganondorf has taken over Hyrule. Uh, Zelda has been captured. Princess Zelda has been captured. Link has to go through both childhood and early adulthood to, you know, uh, he has to span time to, to, to save the world, to save Hyrule. It's almost perfect. There's nothing wrong with this. What, what? There's absolutely nothing wrong with this game, right? Wrong. Wrong. You remember the little fairy, that Navi, that used to go around with Link to, like, direct you? Again? You know, it was, like, for the player to, like, you know, direct you, like, where to go. And what did Navi say all the time? Hey! Hey! Look out! Watch out! Over here! Hey! Navi, shut the fuck up. I know that I need to go that way. I know that's where I'm headed for the quest. But maybe I'd like to take four seconds, if it's okay, with your stupid little glowing ball of light fairy ass, to go over here and smash open this, this box because there might be some rupees in it. And I need those rupees to purchase the things for the, for the fucking quest that you're trying to get me to go on. And she never shut up. Anytime, anytime that you fucking walked off path for even like two seconds, hey, this way! Over here! Navi, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I, wa- I wanted Link to trade in his sword and shield for a giant fly swatter with, a cr- with the uh, Triforce logo on it and just smash her out of the sky. But it never happened. Other than that, the game is virtually perfect. But Navi, useless character. Annoying and worthless. Moving on. Uh, Mega Man series. In the Mega Man series, here's, here's the Mega Man series. Dr. Light created robots. And Dr. Wily has now stolen most of these robots and reprogrammed to do evil bidding to help him take over the world. Two robots he didn't get that he thought were useless were Dr. Light's uh, robots Rock and Roll. Rock was his lab assistant and Roll was like his housekeeper. And he named them Rock and Roll because they're supposed to be twins and, you know, the term Rock and Roll makes sense. But Rock 
he's got a sense of justice about him because robots feel things, apparently. And you know, if you do, if you don't believe me, watch Terminator. Um, it's going to happen. We're li- we're literally living the Terminator future now. I don't know if you guys. I, I'm not. No, I just I'll save that for another time. But um, anyway, Rock has a sense of justice about him, and he volunteers. You know what? Someone needs to stop these evil robots. I'll do it. And he becomes Mega Man. Transforms Rock into Mega Man. And Mega Man goes out and fights Dr. Wily and the evil robots and saves the world. And what does Roll get transformed into? Nothing. Nothing. Roll remains in the role of standing around the house vacuuming and dusting. Dr. Light creates a dog for Mega Man called Rush. It's helpful. He creates a fucking bird called Beat that just drops off energy pellets and extra lives from time to time. It's helpful. He creates a, a robot called Auto that creates upgrades for Mega Man. It's useful. What does Roll do? Does Roll ever get an upgrade? Does Roll ever get anything? No. You all, you see Roll in the background crying and worrying and vacuuming and dusting. That's what happens. That that's Roll's purpose. So she she's worthless. She doesn't need to exist. Um, I I personally think that they should have always just you could upgrade Roll too. You know, make it a gender-neutral game. Upgrade role, have Mega Man and Mega Girl. Or Mega Woman, or whatever you want to call her. But give her a purpose. Give her a purpose. You know? But no, they they throw Bass in there. Or Bass. Bass in trouble, I guess. I, I, bass, whatever. Bass, Bass. What the, what the fuck ever? Who cares? Um, and finally, the, the, last, the last and by far most useless video game character of all time is from the Star Fox games, Slippy Toad. Why was Slippy so useless? Why was he useless? Well, first off, he talked like this. You're trying to play the game, and you know, like you had Falco, and he was he was cool, and then you had uh, Star Fox, and he was he was their leader, and you know, he was like, you know, he was gonna go and save the galaxy, and then you had Slippy, who would just go, and you'd have like a clear shot at the villain, you'd have a clear shot at the enemy, and Slippy would just fly in your line of fire, and. uh... I'm pretty sure like 7 out of 10 missions involved you having to save Slippy's stupid ass from getting captured or something like that, but instead of just going after the main villain in the first place. So, my ultimate all-time worthless video game character is Slippy Toad. And, uh, you can find all these characters in their own little videos on YouTube. Look them up. They're fine. I'll post some of them on the, fa- on the page. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Backyard Wrestling now. Let's talk Backyard Wrestling. Back in the day. Back in the day... And I, you know, back in the day, of course, being 1996 through 2003, back in the day, the good old days, there was nothing better to do on a Monday night than sit down and watch WCW Nitro or WWE Monday Night Raw. And, you know, back then the storylines and the writing for both, for all these, uh, for both organizations was at its best. Now, don't get me wrong, I was a wrestling fan since I was about six years old. Since the first time I seen Hulk Hogan rip his shirt off. And I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, what, what really cemented me as a hardcore wrestling fan was when Hogan turned heel in WCW and started the NWO. That, that was new, that was exciting for me. It wasn't just like the same old wrestling stuff. But, uh, you know, after that, like, you know, after seeing that, it's just like, oh my god, I want to wrestle. 
I want to wrestle with my friends. So we'd go out in the backyard and on the trampoline and we'd, we'd wrestle. So as time went on, we, we re- got, bought rope and we reinforced the trampoline and we made like, you know, like our own ring. And we had like our backyard wrestling federation. We called it the EWF, the Elite Wrestling Federation. I don't know what was so elite about jumping on a trampoline in, uh, you know, in tights and beating the shit out of each other. Uh, I guess pretty much anybody could do that. And to my understanding, a lot of other people did. But to us, it was elite. And, uh, We'd have these fucking matches, man, and it was so much fun. But n- nowadays, you know, you don't hear too much about backyard wrestling anymore. You don't hear about it anymore. Like, there were actually videos made, like, that you could buy on DVD, uh, like, the best of backyard. And, you know, you could see people backyard wrestling. And I, I, I guess people will probably still do it, but it, it's not as big as it was. And I think a lot of that has to do with wrestling itself kind of going into a decline, which is always has its ups and downs. But anyway, I just wanted to, I just wanted to express my love of wrestling in general and backyard wrestling. And uh, you know what? I'm 35 years old, but I think I got another match left in me. So if you're out there listening and you want to have a backyard wrestling match with me, just for fun, we will do it. We will videotape it, and we will put it up on the Element of Surprise page. We put it up on the Element of Surprise page, and it'll be fun. We can have some fun. Um, okay, moving on. Um, I'm on uh, anti-anxiety medication. I'm on basically the equivalent of Zoloft. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Zoloft side effects right now. For those of you that don't know, this is, we're going to get a little serious here. We're going to talk about the side effects of Zoloft. Um, matter of fact, I'm going to bring them up right now on the computer for you, and I'm going to list them off. Let's let's see. How do we how do we do that? Zoloft side effects. Ooh. Ooh. Let's see. Let's see what some of them are. Ooh, side effects in detail from drugs.com, which honestly is like a professional website. I think drugs.com and I think like this is going to be people selling weed and, you know, crack cocaine and shit just over the internet, but that's not what it is. Okay, so here we go. Here are some more common uh, side effects from the medication I'm on. From the medication I'm on. And this is listed right at the top. More common. Decreased sexual desire or ability. You can't get a boner. Or if you can get a boner, right next one, next one in line. Failure to discharge semen. It says in men, in, in, uh, in quotes, in parentheses there, which leads me to believe, like, I don't know that they're saying for, me- for men, men fail to discharge their own semen, or do they just fail to discharge semen into other men? What, what are they saying here? They need, you need to be more clear, drugs.com. Stop taking your own prescriptions. Stop taking your own drugs and tell me, what are you talking about? Are you trying to discharge your semen into other men? I don't know, or you're failing to. If you're on Zoloft, you're failing to discharge your semen into other men. Um, sadly, that's actually happened to me. I'm not, gonna, I, I'm, I'm not embarrassed to tell you that. Um, here are some less common ones. Confusion, convulsions, dryness of mouth, which I have constantly, loss of bladder control, nosebleeds, jerking of all extremities. It literally says that. Jerking of all extremities. So you're just walking around, your body just starts fucking shaking out of control. Like you just go, you go full Muppet. You go full Muppet all over the place. You go Kermit the Frog. Um, racing heartbeat. Red or purple spots on the skin. Restlessness, shivering, skin rash, hives or itching. Fever, inability to sit still, which I, I, I had that anyway. Um, oh, check it out. Unusual, unusual secretion of milk in females. Again, are you saying that 
are you saying that somebody is unable to secrete their milk into other females, or are you saying that females are having trouble? Uh, they're just unusually secreting milk. Um, I don't know. Be, be clarify, clear it up. Uh, lack of energy and any increased thirst and increased sweating. Um, now here are some other ones that are not unheard of, but not really that uh, not really that common. Abdominal or stomach pain, blindness, blindness, fucking, fucking blindness, bloating, uh, bloody black or tarry stools. So that basically means that you take a bloody black shit. Um, muscle aches, bleeding gums, loss of appetite, pale skin, rash, darkened urine, decreased mood. I don't know how that what that means. Like, what is a de- what is a, a decreased mood? Like you're just like all your moods are just decreased. Are you just empty inside and you just don't have any moods whatsoever? Are you Spock now? You just have decreased mood. Um, a shuffling walk. So I mean, you just walk like you have a limp, like someone kicked you in the knee. Uh, fainting, feeling cold, sweating, talking or acting with excitement you cannot control. I had that fucking. Anyway, that's part of my anxiety. Uh, indigestion. Unusual behavior. Unusual behavior is list- listed here. What the fuck is unusual behavior? I'm mentally irregular. I'm sitting here doing a podcast where I, the first words out of my mouth were, have you ever slammed your dick in a screen door? Is that unusual behavior? Can I blame that on my, on my medication? I don't think so because I would have said that anyway. Yellow eyes. Yellow eyes. So, take, take your soul off, your, your anxiety will go down, but your eyes will turn yellow. Um, irritability, le- get, becoming lethargic. Oh, here, check this one out. A large, hive-like swelling of the face. Lips, tongue, throat, hands, legs, and sex organs. So, basically, if you just swell up, then, you know, that's, uh, if your dick swells up and your ball sack inflates, then, you know, that's what's happened. That's what you got. Because you're on Zoloft. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Oh, shit. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story about uh, me and me in the fourth grade. I'm going to tell you about fourth grade Chad Suet coming home from school one day on the school bus. I get on the school bus and I sit down and the whole, everyone else gets on the bus. And I was like the fourth stop. So, you know, I'm expecting the bus to go and drive and drop the other three people off first and then drop me off at my bus stop. But uh, that's not what happened today. That's not what happened on this day. The bus driver decided that they're going to take a whole different fucking route home, which makes me like the second to last stop. And uh, like they reversed the order of the stops. Now, what I neglected to mention is going into this, I had to pee. I had to pee badly. I'm fourth stop. I'll just get home, run in the house, pee. I can hold it that long. What I can't do is hold it for an hour and a half as the bus goes reverse. It takes the reverse route to drop everybody off. So, me being me, I just decide, fuck it. I'm going to pee. And I just pee. I just piss my pants right on the school bus. I'm in fourth grade, though. And you know how people are around that age, you know? And suddenly it hits me. I just pissed my pants on the bus. And everyone's going to make fun of me. 
And luckily, I was sitting sitting with my friend at the time, Derek. And Derek was a good guy. He would he'd let me get off the bus. He he wouldn't he wouldn't make fun of me. He wouldn't let anybody know that. So we finally get to my stop, and I'm like, okay, oh shit, I gotta get up now. I gotta get up. Everyone's gonna see that I peed. Everyone is gonna see that I peed my pants on the bus. What do I do? What do I do? So I turned to Derek, and in my youth, I came up with the best answer. You know, Derek, I'm such a good friend. Yeah, you're a good friend, man. Why do you say that? Because there was a huge puddle on this seat, and I sat in it. Because I didn't want my friend, you, to sit in this puddle. And he goes, dude, you pissed your pants. And he turns around and says, hey, everybody, Chad Stewart peed his pants. And granted, there was only like five other kids on the bus at this time. But naturally what happened is I became the social pariah of the bus for like the next two months. I would get on the bus. It's like, oh, there's Chad. He peed his pants. Are you going to pee your pants today on the bus, Chad? No, I'm not going to pee my pants. I never did again. Um, out of fear, you know, there was lots of times that I would just said fuck it and piss my pants, but I just didn't want to be made fun of anymore. And, uh, you know, now that I think about it, that could be a big reason why I have social anxiety now. And I'm on Zoloft and, ha- and run the risk of having, like, inflamed swelling of the dick penis or, you know, possibly going, possibly going blind and not ejaculating my semen on, into other men. Who knows? Who knows? But, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know, guys. Uh, on, on, a final, on a final note, I just want to leave out with some random thoughts for you guys. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just have some fun with some random thoughts. Um, have you ever put a blanket over a cat? Have you ever just thrown a blanket over a cat? Just throw a blanket. For those of you that have cats, throw, throw a blanket over the cat and just leave, like, one of its, like, like just leave its tail out. And, you know, just, just watch. It just looks like a little lump, like, licking itself. Matter of fact, you know what, I'd like to go off on a little rant here. So, you've heard me talk, for those of you that listen to the show, you've heard me talk recently about this cat we kind of adopted. And, um, you know, this cat does fucking weird cat stuff. And one of the things this cat likes to do is lick the farts off of the couch. I'll fart on the couch. I will deliberately fart on the couch, sitting next to the cat, and then I'll stand up and move, and the cat will move over to where I just farted, and just start licking the couch. The cat, this cat licks farts. More so, this cat licks farts out of its own butthole. This cat will groom itself and lick its butt, and you'll just hear... And to me, that's just the sound of like a cat farting in its own mouth, because it just loves the taste of farts so much. Uh, I tell my five-year-old son, I tell Anakin all the time, I'm like, oh, Anakin... Kitty cat's licking its own farts, and he'll be like, he'll go, shut up, Dad, it's not licking farts. I'm like, oh, I know what you want to do. You're jealous. You want to lick up the kitty cat farts. And I tell him, I'm like, pucker up your lips, buddy. Go like this. Go, like out with your lips. Pucker them up and suck in and go up to the cat's butthole and go, meow, 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 thank you. And suck up some cat farts. He gets so fucking pissed off. It is hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. And I, you know, a lot of you listening to this probably think, wow, this guy's a really shitty father. Oh, yeah, yeah, hands down. Worst, you know, I'm not ever winning father of the year. But that doesn't mean I love him any less. I don't, that doesn't mean I love my son any less. I just think it's funny to, 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 to fuck with him and tell him to go suck up a cat fart every once in a while. Um, another thing. Have you ever, uh, you ever taken, like, melted, melted cheese? Like melted dipping cheese, like the kind that you would dip like breadsticks or something in, and you ever just you ever just smear it in between your butt cheeks? I think everyone should give that a try. I've never done it myself, but I think somebody should. Let's just here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do, gang. I want I'm reaching out to you, to the EOS Army. 
I want each and every one of you to go and get like a thing of like melted dipping sauce, dipping cheese sauce, you know, and it could be like a salsa mix or it could be like, you know, what for like breadsticks from like a pizza joint or wherever or whatever. And I just want you to, I want you to, you know, get, get like, you know, get like a scoopful, get like a handful, scoop like, you know, two or three fingers in there and then just, you know, just wipe it on your butthole. Tell me how you feel. Let, let, let me know. Leave it in the, leave it in the comments section on the Facebook page and, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. We can talk about it on the next show. And I, I, I sincerely hope one of you does this, at least one of you. Um, Mark Rego, I'm looking at you on this one. But you, you, actually, you know, no, let me reverse that because I know you, Mark, you, you'll be like, oh, Chad, that's something you'll do. But that's not what I'm saying. I want you guys to do it. I want someone else out there to do it. I will, I will put Elmer's glue in my underpants and wear underpants with Elmer's glue in them to see if it relates to being like wearing your underpants on like a hot and humid sweaty day. But I'm not going to put cheese up my asshole. I want somebody else to rub cheese up their asshole because that's that's just the kind of guy I am. Um, let me think. What's another random thought I can share with you guys? Uh, the best part of waking up is getting a tattoo on your veg. Have you ever been, how how would that be to wake up? I don't imagine I, that'd be a very nice way to wake up. Yeah, you do you? Do you think you'd like to wake up to to a t- to being to having your veg tattooed, ladies, men? Guys with vages, women, people. I don't think that'd be a nice way to wake up. I I, I definitely know that I don't want to wake up having my dick pierced, because I'd be frightening. I I'd, I'd be frightened by that. I also wouldn't want to wake up in uh in a ditch. I just imagine that waking up in a ditch would probably uh, you know, how did I get there? How did I get in this ditch? How did I get there? I don't know. You tell me. How did I get in the ditch? Um. Okay. Last thing, I think this has been a great episode. I, I'm glad that I did it. It's good to be back. Feels good. Uh, it feels good, Tony, Tony, Tone. Um, here's what I'm going to do to send you guys off tonight. As usual, I will send you out with a song. But before I do, I'm going to give you guys some directions. Here's what I want. Here's the, 100% serious from the bottom of my heart. Here's what I want each and every one of you that's heard this episode to do. I want you to go to the Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com backslash EOS mentally irregular. Go to the Facebook page. Just sound off. Just let me know who you are and that you listen. I don't, tell, you don't need to tell me if you like the show or if you hate the show or anything. Just let me know that you heard it. If, you're the, if while you're there you feel like giving a review, I'd appreciate it. You can also review us on Podomatic, too. And I'd appreciate that, too. Um, let me give you a sneak peek as to what we're going to talk about next time. I'm going to be talking about starting a new job. I'm going to be talking about arguing with a five-year-old. I'm going to be talking about, uh, hopefully, uh, you guys will do some of that Dr. Seuss adult book, so I'll talk about that. I'm going to talk more about karaoke. I'm going to talk about Stephen King books that I've been reading. And we might do some more random thoughts, as well as anything else that I can think of. Um... Thank you guys. Before I let you go, I want you, if you like this show, tune in to a fireside chat with Ryan McCormick. Um, to be perfectly honest, there'd be no element of surprise without Ryan McCormick because back in the day when this show got started, he asked me uh, when he was doing this uh, an internet radio show in a little basement out in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, he asked me would I like to co-host with him. Absolutely, I said. Well, we need a name for the show, and we named it The Element of Surprise. That guy that got me into this and 
got the original element of surprise going. He's now doing a show called A Fireside Chat. Tune in, listen to Ryan, let him know what you think, give him a good review. Funny guy, top, top-notch stuff. Um, also listen to Case and Point with Justin Case. I've recently just started listening to this, uh, but it's good stuff too. It's good stuff. He's very topic-oriented, and uh, he's a, he's, it's, it's a hoot. It's just a hoot. Um, also check out McSauce with Ian Sharpley. It's uh, pop culture stuff they talk about, TV shows, pop culture stuff, comic cons, very good stuff. Um, all right, guys, thank you for tuning in. Um, everybody, before I let you go, normally I, before I start the song, I tell you, all right, take care, I'll talk to you next time. But I'm not going to say that. What I'm going to say right now is to all you men out there, I want you to do me a favor. Go up to go up to your ladies. Go, go up to your ladies. Get down on your knees. Take your lady by a hand and look up. Look her in her eyes. Peer, peer up into her crystal blue, green, yellow, red, brown, black, orange, multicolor eyes. Whatever eyes she might have. Whatever color eyes she might have. Smile. Smile and tell her that she is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Then reach for her waistband. Take her, te- take, take her panties into your teeth. Pull down her panties and then get down on that. Everybody, you need to get down on your woman. Men, get down on your woman. Women, let your man get down on you. Let your man get down on you. You'll appreciate it. If they're bad at it, practice makes perfect. As a matter of fact, I'll let you guys in with a song that'll help set the mood. All right, thank you guys. This has been the Element of Surprise. Have a good night. Say to the sea, to the open.